Kelly. Joining us at Indie Wrestling is Dead. I'm Andrew Bowers and I'm just reading The Death of WCW. I bought this at the start of lockdown and I haven't even read page one yet. I also bought this one. I haven't even read a page of that. There's no reading in lockdown. Joining me today with Crazy Like a Fox. He's crazy like a fox. It's Mr. Dom Cumble. My mate Liam O'Rourke wrote that book. It's very good. You know Timpsons? Yes, I do know Timpsons. They are paying their staff. Uh, in, in, in overall, it's costing them five hundred thousand pounds a week because they are he- paying a hundred percent of their of their staff's wages during lockdown. Lovely bastards. Found that out in the last couple of minutes. I'm going to go so, and get loads tips of I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and get loads of keys cut. Just I thought I thought they cut. would stay open because they're a key business. Oh, but um. And in the midst of that, we're gonna we've left Chop reading a book for the longest he's ever read a book. <laughs> it's DJ Chop, and it's dark. It's so dark. I don't know what the hell he's reading. What is it? The WWE Encyclopedia. Ah, okay, cool. Right, what page were you on? Uh, I don't know. I just opened it because I thought when everyone was reading books, I just thought. Is Chop brushing up on his knowledge ahead of something that we may be doing in a bit? Oh, yeah. Oh, good, good point. No, we, but I might all, need it if I, if I get stuck later on, like. We are also mm-hmm. doing Gessler the Wrestler. Yes. So, oh. I mean, that's what we're doing. Gessler the Wrestler right. today. We are. I mean, it's been sitting here for like about a month. I can't wait to get this one done. <laughs> it's is it Drew two. Gulak the Wrestler? So you might, say, <laughs> you might need to add another line to it if that is the case. Former. Damn it. Sorry. Damn sorry, it. Drew. Right, I'd better do a different one then, though. How's everyone been keeping in the world of continuous lockdown? I've been good. I've been good. I've uh, kept me so busy. I think uh, Chop's, Chop's um, kind of um, discussion last week that we were on really got some good reaction. I heard, uh, I heard a couple of people were, were, were happy that Chop had spoke up about how he was feeling because I think me and Tom as these... Uh, kind of um, heart on the sleeve type guys I guess and like talking about our feelings and whatnot. sometimes forget that not everybody can so it was, I think for I think there's a lot of people who are like Chop and have been struggling with it um, so well done Chop I think it was really yeah. nice to hear it was good I mean the fact that I had a couple of messages of people who said like I don't usually come out and say I've, I need a bit of help and that and the fact that someone who's exactly like this who's doesn't ask for help was needed a bit of help and it was nice just to share a little bit of feedback that was a good little good little uh, session we had it was it was and I'm, I'm glad that you got something out of it as well because i think it is very very important i've been saying it to my kids recently it's like it's really really important to just talk about how you bloody feel um because yeah it, the way that we're all being treated nowadays not to get political again, mm. but there's a lot of blame being thrown around to just normal everyday people. Never mind somebody who's working for the NHS as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, yeah, we've all got to be a bit kinder. We've all got to be a bit nicer. 
I think, and listen, listen a bit better. I'm sure I, my my missus will probably accuse me of not being able to listen very well. But there we go. <laughs> Did you go? Well, that's just the lockdown talking, though, isn't it? Like every, like we're all living on top of each other. Uh, yeah. in, in some no, cases, literally. Me and just being a bit it's, of a it's, dick. It's all getting a bit heavy. Oh, you've been sick. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I just like talking. No, you're so. <laughs> so, what have we been up to? What have we been watching? What have we been doing? I'm still waiting for my fibre broadband to be switched on. And quite oh, frankly, I'm now. living about it. It was meant to be on Friday and it's now Sunday as we're recording this. Now they sent me a text saying it'll be online before 11.59pm on Monday. And I'm, Do you know what? Genuinely, it's in my top five of things I've been most excited about during lockdown is I'm getting fibre optic broadband. And I've still when you get that fibre, when you get that fibre... You live in New Bill flats as well, don't you, really? Like, they're relatively new mm. flats. It's mad that they didn't just put it in. I just, I mean, just have it from the start. It's, it's frustrating. But we've got the router and all that stuff, and and then uh, I had to play the game and I went online because I'm, I'm impatient. I'm impatient because they say, don't plug it in until we send you the email. But I'm like, oh, it's such a chew on changing everything. And I was like, I really want to plug everything in now, so it's ready to go. So I just put plug a tweet in. out saying, if I plug it all in now, will I die? <laughs> or will the internet explode? <laughs> and I got a few people saying yes, and the horseman will turn up. So that's good because I haven't seen Tully Blanchard in a while. Um, and then a few, then somebody who actually works for an ISP. This is exciting content, I know. Uh, said it's all right to plug it all in. We just say that to stop people whinging when the broadband when the broadband isn't super fast immediately. Yeah. So as long as you know mm. that it's not going to be turned on until we tell you it's turned on, then go ahead and plug it in. Fire away, my son. So I have, and then you have to go around the house. And this is the modern this is the modern equivalent of turning your digital clocks back an hour once the mm. when uh, during daylight savings. It's the modern equivalent because then you have to go and change all your devices because you have a new router. So you have to go, right, what do we use? PlayStation, the Alexa, we have a Google Home in the bedroom, we've got two phones that use it, we have this we have... So it's it's the modern day equivalent of that. That I there have therefore had to do. So that's been that's been the most exciting part of my lockdown. <laughs> Being a fucking ball over here. How are you, Mister Chop? How are things with you? Any uh, what have I been up to? What have I been watching? Uh, I tell you what, I am into. It's not really wrestling related. I'm into uh, there's a Netflix series called The Last Dance. He's watching basketball. Mate, I'm not yes. much of a baller, but like, hey, that series has, it's been brilliant so far. Really by good. this. Nah, I bought a uh, 2K20 for the PlayStation for four quid. Oh, so did I. <laughs> I bought it for the Xbox One. How it's much for? Great. Four pound. Where £2.49 £2. on the Xbox One store. <laughs> Is it really? Is it that yeah. cheap? It yeah. was meant to be 50. It's down to four quid for the next three days or so. Or if you've got Xbox One, let me £2.50. <laughs> it's, re- it's really fucking difficult game. Like, I think no, one of the- Yeah, it is. If you don't, if you don't know how to play basketball, it's if you've got it on easy, it's really good. Well, yeah, that's fine. But like to actually do it well, uh-huh. that's the one thing. It's like it's really weird playing a game where you're like, I don't know what good basketball is. So yeah. I'm, I'm probably just like a four year old playing FIFA. Well, what I did was I went on to the season mode, and what you can do is you can download uh, teams from Britain in the community oh. co- thing. So I've got the Newcastle Ooh. Eagles, and nice. I've got Michael Jordan up front kicking it. <laughs> Oh, it's up front. <laughs> Is that what they're saying? Up front. Scotty Pippen at left back. <laughs> I, no, can't, I, 
I cannot um, um, say how good that la- the Last Dance is. Yeah, like, it's the best fucking documentary, sports documentary I've watched in so long. Like, yeah. I think seeing Michael Jordan as probably the best sportsman of all time. Like, j- there's nobody like him. There's nobody like him wanting to get to that like level of like pure brilliance and actually finding him for a, like nobody had said anything to rile him up and he just pretended in his head that this person had said something about him Love like it. oh there was a shit game and he had actually said it but he put it in his own head just to rile himself up to win the next game fucking it's just it. mental man but I'm hoping there's going to be some uh, wrestling it. talk coming up soon on it because obviously Rodman was uh, nicking off from WCW you know, and he was yeah. going to be in the playoffs and hopefully the, there's going to be something about that because obviously uh, the manager wasn't happy during 97 and 98 when he was going off to bash at the beach or whatever the hell it was. So I realise I think... now I have actually seen The Last Dance. It was on... It's only just gone on to Netflix, hasn't it? Yes, it's a yeah. weekly series. There's still a couple of more episodes That's to come it. on. Well, I, I'm up to the episode where the aliens uh, kidnap <laughs> the Looney Tunes and <laughs> Michael Jordan has to go and save them. That oh was really my good bit. God. Was Bill but Murray also... turns up. That was a great. That was a great surprise. Great surprise. That was. Da, 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 da. I think that's on Netflix as well. Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. That actually landed. I think in the same around the same time as the Last Dance because whoever works in Netflix are full of banter, and they went, "Let's gonna... put Space Jam on there as well, just for lols." Well, so Space Jam's on there too. Gonna be watching that in my household. I can't wait to see the remake. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Kobe Bryant. I think that's gonna be brilliant as well. Kobe Bryant, come Am on, I right? mate. No, it's not Kobe Bryant. Uh, I thought he would have done it like a mo- years ago. Kobe Bryant died. Well, I know, but I thought he had done it before he died. Am I completely wrong with that? So who's yeah, doing the new one? LeBron James. Ah, oh, right. For some reason, I thought it was Kobe for some reason. No. I'd read that. No, no. Well, uh, maybe he, he might have been doing it a long time ago, but it was certainly LeBron. Yeah, right. yeah. LeBron took a break from being um, up front for the <laughs> San Francisco <laughs> stars. Good. He's scoring all those hand headers. He's you know, scoring all them hand goals. Handball! <laughs> <laughs> what I couldn't dunks. get over was like how many hat tricks we were getting in games. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> how shit the defense was. It's like oh, eh? it's 101 <laughs> to 99. Out offside. So nah. Goal's too small as well, and it's really high up. <laughs> <laughs> the goalkeepers must be tiny little men. God, you've got to be really good at volleys and basketball. <laughs> Oh man! I tell you what, those got me into basketball like big time. I used yeah, to play basketball snap. when I was younger, and like the nineties, like nostalgia is. I think nostalgia is a wonderful yeah. thing in lockdown, like because I think uh, to take you away from the reality of our complete fucking disgraceful government, not giving a shit about any of us. Um, I think it's like it's nice to go back to the nineties and see all these cool fucking logos. That's it. Obviously, a designer, but the cool fucking cartoony yeah. NBA logos are just mint. Like, I love it. Like, it just seems like a t- completely different world, like, full of, like, mad colours and, like, big, tall men jumping up to the ceiling and slamming. That's He's on British. fire. It's like wrestling. But it's like 90s wrestling when you watch it. Like, that's one of the reasons why, like, I can still... I was never a WCW fan, but I do like watching WCW because it's so fucking... 90s mm-hmm. like it's so 90s I absolutely love it yeah well I want to get one of them jerseys you know the jerseys what, what, that there, the NBA jerseys I definitely want to get a brand new one and the ones that I've seen is the Miami one which is like ooh. an old 80s pink style one 
It looks mint. I mean, I'd have to wear like uh, Bill Murray and wear a t-shirt underneath. <laughs> hang on the side of it. But uh, side yeah. boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I funny think... you mentioned about like old school and sports and like the old graphics and stuff. It's because uh, to bring it back to wrestling uh, on Wednesday, NXT announced NXT oh, Takeover yeah. in your house. So what's Which that I'm... entailing then? Is it just that they are they literally just going? Oh, we're just brand we're branding it that for the time being. I think they just bra- actually... it's just a one-off. I think it's just because this year is the 25th anniversary of In Your House one, the you. first In Your House in which somebody did actually win a house, which yeah, is a little that. nugget of history that people forget that they actually wow. gave away a house on the first WWF In Your House. Did um, they show they... anyone what that house was? Because uh, yes, they did. A... Actually, like a really lovely sort of oh, modern wow. build house for like the mid nineties. It, it was built I... on a swamp, <laughs> basically <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Like Florida is, you know it's true. Um, but it's yeah. So that so I don't know what it entails yet. I guess because they're going to be doing a pay per view from the Performance Center, they just mm. kind of want to rather rather than sort of be too obvious and da- and brand it NXT Takeover Orlando. They yeah. thought let's just have some fun with it. Let's just let's just mess with the product a little bit, make it a little bit retro. And it's I nice because now you do forget that the nineties is now retro. I know it seems obvious, but like they. They dig into a bit of their history at the moment with WWE, and like they had, they had Mark Henry doing a voiceover for a pay per view, and you think, oh, he actually, yeah, he's actually an old school guy, mm-hmm. you know. When they had Steve Austin really do the voiceover for Raw Rumble 2020, it's like, actually, yeah, he's an old school guy now. That that he's yeah. like a like a younger Freddie Blassie type in mm-hmm. terms of like lineage, and so I like that they're now realizing actually we've got a whole decade of history that we've barely touched. So That'd let's be great. dig into that. So I'm excited for whatever it's going to be. Speaking whether... of, um, of, of, of retro, uh, on the last episode, well, before we were talking on the last episode, we told Bowers about um, a certain, how can I put this, legalised emulator for your computer. Yes. Um, and I know you've been playing it all weekend. Uh, I have. I've been playing, um, it was like pretty much straight after, I'm just going to bring up which... Uh, uh, Andrew Bowers has been playing games that he legally <laughs> owns. I own all of them, as you can see. I own. I did actually buy NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Nice. I played on that. That was really, really good. Anyway, that one, just going back to NBA, if there's any NBA fans out there, send me some videos on, of, of, how, of what I should be watching to catch up on NBA because I'm like, I'm all in again. I'm all back in. Like My daughter loves it as well now. Like We always used to play basketball anyway, so I'm all in. Send me videos on how I can catch up with stuff. I'm a Houston Rockets fan. Because I used to love Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon when I was a kid. Um, anyway, that's besides the. Aren't you like a, like a white version of Muggsy Balone? Me? Mm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think he was even smaller than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I am. Muggsy, so the Bo- Ro- Muggsy Bogley or whatever he's called. So I own Bugsy Malone, yeah? No, Bugsy Malone. That's a. That's a Bugsy Malone, <laughs> Fat Sam's. That's a, now that's a classic movie. He I played left that. back in the 20s. If I remember correctly. <laughs> right, so these are the games that I played back in the day that I owned, all right? So, Brian Lara Cricket, anybody? Anybody? Oh, oh, big nice. Game. I remember that Huge on the Mega Drive. I love that game. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I've got Goldeneye. I've played that. Love um, that. Uh, Madden NFL 2000. Anyone play any Madden games? I never used to like Madden because I never used to understand the rules of uh, American football properly. 
They aren't any. You just got to run into these people like that, and then oh, you just run past them, throw it, catch uh-huh. it. It's crap. I hate that game. <laughs> um, I also played a game called Music Two Thousand, which is what oh. electronic music. I can't remember how to play it. Oh it's my god! Mental. It's oh, it's, so it's like they, they try to put like a storyline to Garage Band. It's, it's amazing. Mental. <laughs> I can't believe that I used to be able to do stuff on it. Like, I just don't get it. Right, and uh, other games, I'm just going to skip through some because there's one that I really want to talk about. Um, well, I had the Space Jam game, but that wasn't very good. I won a million quid on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on the PlayStation. Oh. What was your million pound question? Um, oh, fuck, I can't even remember now. Who is the president of America Did right now? Did you Google now? it? You Googled it, no. didn't you? No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> well... We didn't I have that back it. in the day. <laughs> I answered it, and then I googled it to see if it was right. <laughs> I was right, though. I was right. Like, the question uh, was, what, what is the name of the... And run down the library and find out what the question was and come back with the library. <laughs> the question was, what is the name of the most <laughs> dangerous virus in the history of the world? <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I had, I had to load up Encarta 96. On <laughs> <laughs> Just furious. Yes! PlayStation 1, Encarta on the other, like, oh, God, load up. <laughs> Do you remember within Carter, they had like an adventure game that you could play no. in it, providing that you'd read all of Encarta, I presume. <laughs> oh, you went to different rooms no. and got, rid- and got ans- asked questions. Ah, oh, this is great. I love a bit of Encarta chat. Didn't the uh, start of it always <laughs> used to be Martin Luther King's uh, speech? Or Mark completely way off? Something like that, yeah, yeah. There's another CD-ROM game that I remember. A game. It was like a CD-ROM reference uh, CD. And there was, uh, my mate had two of them. And we used to play this. Maybe this is how middle class we were. One was about the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> and he used to be able to do a virtual tour of the San Diego Zoo. And one was... Um, uh, who's the guy who's... Uh, Peter Gabriel had a mad... Um, yeah, he had a mad um, immersive CD-ROM experience. <laughs> I'm going to find that on YouTube and we'll talk about that. Wow. Right, and then, okay, so the, the lo- loads of other games that I played, uh, I've had a bit of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. They've got the remastered one coming up for that. And you not got that the was... number five for the PlayStation? No, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I so it, it came out a few years ago. Obviously, this week, once it's been announced that one and two is getting remastered, mm. the number five one has been selling for 80, 90 quid on eBay. And I have oh, one in yeah. the house. I bought about five months ago for the bed because he wanted to play Tony Hawk. And I was like, I might get rid of that. I might get rid of that. Get fucking rid of it. Um, And my number one game that I played for that that the whole... Well, apart from original Grand Theft Auto, which is fucking amazing. The top-down Grand Theft Auto. um, That is one of the most playable games of all time. It is Parappa the Rapper. Oh. Now, don't get us wrong. When that first came out... Don't you dare! No, that was lush. It was brilliant. When it first came out, I used to love it. And that's the end of the sentence. All right, I'll keep it there. I'm not shit on it. Go on. No, go on. But it's just like... No! (laughs) Go on. Stop it! What are you... Torn between two lovers. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Sean. Give us your opinion on Parappa Rapper. This is going to be like when someone says, oh, I tell you what. I hate the Beatles, me. The Beatles are so boring. They sound like all the other games. Oh, nah, God, nah, nah, nah. Like, I just think it the, should have been left you know in the mean? past for your memories. You are right that you are comparing Parappa the Rapper to the Beatles. <laughs> right. The reason King Punch right. Shot Block is the new Imagine. King Punch Shot Block. Oh, two things, shit. Two things about Parappa the Rapper, okay? First, kids game with 
actually good music. If you listen to it for the time, the music's pretty good. It's pretty good. The lyrics are pretty good in it, right? No. Right. For, for a kid's game, it's well done. Second, that was the first of the kind of rhythmic button pressing games. Yeah. Like, it was a complete original. Like, so that, it, because of that, you cannot slag it off. You can't. Because would. then you, you, would, you wouldn't have. <laughs> How many games use that kind of mechanic nowadays? Well, do you not remember when, um, what was it that come out after that with the guitar? Guitar Hero, that that's was like I mean, the same yeah, yeah. sort of thing, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I love, I love Guitar Hero. I love Guitar Hero. So that's basically, uh, how did we get, how did we get onto that? All right, now here's a clear segue. Back into In Your House. <laughs> do you like that? Do you yes. like that? <laughs> nice, think, mate, nice. Just on that, still on that nostalgic vibe. I, I think it would be good. Now, do you reckon that they will probably do more of the... Uh, because it's NXT, and because they know that NXT, probably that demographic for NXT have reacted quite well to the pre-taped cinematic stuff. Do you think they'll do anything with the In Your House stuff? Because I would love to see something a bit more pre-taped, something a bit more... As somebody who loves football and watched the Bundesliga behind closed doors and kind of... Was oh, like, I couldn't oh. watch it. That's... Like, I turned off at half-time. Like, that sounds really bad. I was so excited to watch football again. I find the same with wrestling. I just... Well, what I ended up doing yesterday was, because the Bundesliga was so crap, I turned over to the Newcastle United Facebook channel uh, and just watched the Newcastle versus Sheffield Wednesday from, like, 99. 8-0 match. And I was like, well, there you go, there's your all it was. All it was on Twitter was people just going... Announce the takeover. And I was hoping, <laughs> just on that, that you know, the volley that, he, that Shira does. Uh, I was just, I was hoping that it was that on that volley, it was going to be takeover announced. But no, <laughs> nah, never happened. No, so yes, going back to wrestling. What do you think, Tom? Or do you think it's going to be straight up wrestles? Right, there will be some straight up wrestles at that particular one. There's a couple of matches that they are starting a slow build towards. Like Damien Priest and Finn Balor will probably go one on one in your house. Uh, in your house takeover okay. um, we will probably see um, Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano at that one for the North American title but that I think amongst that I don't know whether we'll see any full flavoured cinematic matches mm. but I think we'll certainly have they will certainly go out their way to, to give it a unique aesthetic I think they'll make it look and feel like a 90s wrestling show I feel like That'd that's cool. a win they can have they can do all the in-ring stuff but do stuff around it that gives it like a 90s wrestling style mm-hmm. feel which will I think bring, I would be fine will, with will they bring back Todd Pettengill do you know what I think even just to do like a, a bit to camera to start the show or like a prereq bit with him announcing the start because they had i think pettingill was on the bump on wednesday he was on wwe's talk show on wednesday so he's obviously in good favor with the company yeah. so it's and, and he's very much a face of the in your house era because it's sort of the new generation yeah. bollocks where all that stuff started so he was very much a part of that so it wouldn't surprise me if todd pettingill toad petting zoo tunes turns up can sonny come with a little bit I mean, if she's out of prison, or she prison, then prison. yeah, she did a bit. Of, she did a bit of bird. She's done a bit of bird. I understand. Of course, she's out because she's got. She set up an OnlyFans now that Jr. was dribbling over, so she's very much out uh, now. So you, if you oh, wanted what to a, see what a, what, a, what a picture of Jr. dribbling over Sunny. Thanks for that visual, Tom. You're welcome. You're welcome. You listen to his podcast. He's constantly lusting over <laughs> random women on his podcast. 
It's 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 a dream. It really is. <laughs> what That's I one thing. Wrestling podcast for. I do find I know Sunny is a bit of a checkered past, but it does make me laugh. The people who respond on her like Twitter with, "Oh, you've lost it. Oh, look at the state of you now." And I'm like, "Gosh, she's like 50. She's doing all right, I reckon." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I heard a rumor. Right I heard a rumor she had a little thing going with Dolph Ziggler. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, I heard that. I heard that rumor. I think that was just rumor and innuendo. No, no, she actually said it. She said she met up with Dolph Ziggler. But I think Dolph is. I'm sure Dolph's denied it. Has he? Yeah, I'm sure he has. See, I'm this sure is why you said... need Tom Campbell. He tell you what's happening. Going on I'm sure world. he has. I'm gonna have to check my sources now. Right, <laughs> so dear you... Dolph, did you Dolph <laughs> went out with someone famous? Do you know who Dolph Ziggler went out with? Who his famous squeeze was? His outside of wrestling. Famous... Yeah. Uh, is it Jessica Amy, Alba? Amy Schumer. Ah. Ah. Uh-huh. Did I did not know Amy Schumer and Dolph Ziggler were. Connected. Did they meet at a comedy club? Probably. More likely because they're both like stand up comedy Because he tried to do stand up, didn't he? Yeah. He seems like quite a good guy, though, actually, in real life. Nem- Nick Nemeth. He's also He's... fluent in American Sign Language. Well, the more you know, well, the more people need yeah. to yeah. Okay, so we've had a quick question on Facebook, on our Facebook North Wrestling NCL fan group, which I think might kind of segue from talking about in your house. Would you ever consider doing a behind closed doors event like WWE at the moment without an audience? Should licensing and rules be somewhat relaxed in the UK in the future? That's from Wayne Madden from the Spanish announce table. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, We've had it. We, we talked about it before. Everything like before we went into lockdown, we were at an advanced stage of putting a um, a show together, um, and we'd actually talked to some guys coming up from Birmingham um, who kind of all live together, or at least lives in the same houses. But this was way before. This is before any lockdown happened, um, and we were going to do it at a certain lockup and try and film it and put it out but obviously that all kind of went tits up because i think at the minute it would be lovely to put some actual wrestling related content out mm-hmm. um i mean i think there was a time i know rise was trying to do something similar and then that just got kiboshed um i think any wrestling promotion would be clambering over themselves to do something whether it's worthwhile money money wise or not i don't know because we'd have to pay everyone to do it now whether we get the money together to do that because you've got to look out get the money back yeah how do you how do you monetize it that's yeah. the thing and we're not going to be selling tickets for an online shirt at 15 quid a pop you know what i mean so and then so you've yeah. got to work out where the venue would be because would the riverside open for you just to put on an event that's the Riverside wouldn't, but there's a, there's a couple of other like there's a lockup that we know of that we could probably that could hold a, a wrestling ring in there um, with some people that we work closely with on a day to day not day to day basis but on a kind of North wrestling basis that we could definitely do something in there with but and they're interested in helping us out and we know that there's plenty of people that are interested in helping out but I don't want to just do something for free that we might you know profit off and. I don't want to take advantage of people because everyone's really interested in doing a wrestling show. I don't want to just say, could you do it for free? Because we can't afford to do it. Yeah. But then, mm. you know, but then we would only be able to ever do anything if everything was, you know, um, with everyone's health in mind. We did actually talk about doing one where it was like, do we do like 
um, people who live in the same house. Could we put them in a wrestling match together? And I actually had about two or three people contact me afterwards and say, well, we all live together. We all live together. So there's probably um, some options um, down the line. But personally, we're not at any any point of even thinking about that yet. Like, uh, like it goes without saying the June show is cancelled. Um, Progress Wrestling have cancelled all of their um, summer shows, and we—I think we were going to be involved in the one in Newcastle in the pre-show. <coughs> that's that's all that, all that's been cancelled. So <coughs> it's unlikely that we're going to do anything before, I'd say September. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. But it totally depends on what our venue wants to do, what we can do. You know, we're like the worst industry for it because we have so many people traveling in from so many different places in the country um on public transport or in you know in cars sharing close proximity and then getting sweaty all over each other it's gonna be a long time before wrestling's back in what we thought it was i genuinely think and this is a very northeast thing behave with north wrestling so fuck it um if the great north run comes back surely we come back yeah because that's what i thought i thought about this and then i thought me and Alex were out for a walk, a government-mandated walk. And we said, what about the Great North Run? Because that's in September. We've heard nothing about that. It's, we're kind of coming up to the time where we'd start seeing the, the Great North Run sign turn up on the Time Bridge, yeah. which obviously isn't happening now. I haven't heard anything. About, I know the Great North 10K was, has been cancelled, but uh, the Great North Run, which is the world's most famous half marathon, still very much uh, on the quiet about that. I don't know whether anybody else has heard. Nah, it's one of those weird things, isn't it? Where it's like for the first time in our lives, we're just kind of having to like just sit around and wait and see. Like mm. we literally don't know. Um, I've kind of, we've got a good relationship with the Riverside, so I kind of think that we'll be able to kind of go as soon as we're kind of told it's we're allowed to go. But again, we'd only do it with the utmost of um, health concerns. You know what I mean? I think. Mm. I mean, luckily, I think because. It might be a good thing for the Riverside to run a wrestling show because there's, you know, there's less people come to our show than a big gig for their for them. Um, they can run a skeleton staff because obviously, I mean, there's less people because there's a big ring right in the middle of where people normally stand at the Riverside. Um, so you could socially distance through it, I guess, but we just don't fucking know. Like mm. we don't know. I've got tickets for a festival in London Field Day, which is like in July, and they haven't cancelled yet, but. That that won't be going ahead, so it's just one of those things where who the fu- who the fuck knows. But in terms of trying to do like a behind the closed doors event, yeah, we definitely like to do that. I think if we can do it, where I think you know, there's talk about like parties of less than ten coming together. We could 100 percent put on something like that. Um, whether we have the financial ability to do it, we probably do. Whether I want to lose money on a show just to do it, I'd have to weigh that up. It would be lovely to do something, though, wouldn't it? Like, it would, just mm. to get something out there, yeah. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Um, Glenn Donnelly also asked something around similar um, similar ilk. I know it's been passed about on the likes of Twitter, and I'm going to I'm going to put this to you guys because I've talked about it before and I've talked about it on our Discord. Um, I know it's been passed about on the likes of Twitter, but realistically, do you think when everything gets back to whatever normality will be, you'll partner up with another organisation and do a super show? Now, I don't mean champion versus champion, like two or three companies doing mini shows, or is it not financially worth it? Now, we talked about this on... Uh, somebody asked us this on our um, 
Discord channel. Um, and I just don't know how a, a, a super show works. I don't know, like, I don't know what you do. There's talk about us doing it with Riptide on Twitter and on on our Discord. Thoughts, guys? Has anyone ever been to a super <clears throat> show or seen a super show? And... Nah, I haven't been to one. Like, Tom, have you? Um, I'm trying to think if I have. No, I think, but back in the day, Chop, I know that we we sort of pie in the sky talked about like northern absolute shows yeah, together yeah. i know we did as well bowers and the general yeah. consensus with them is like there's so many of the same people used that it doesn't really make it doesn't any look any sense. yeah it's a different audience yeah. different yeah. Theater, but the same but the same wrestlers uh doing slightly different things it just it just it's one of those things that feels a bit like it feels a bit like fan service which, it sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Where it's like it would be lovely to see a Riptide show in Newcastle, and it might be mm. nice to see a North show in Brighton. But realistically, what what what's anyone getting out of it? Like like if we were to go down to Brighton and have some of our guys on there. I mean, I would say that I think we talked about this briefly. Like I think Riptide do have a bit more of a core roster. We have more of our own core roster. Like going up against each other, that's fine. But. I'm not sure whether that pays any service to the wrestlers because then, like, if they were, you know, surely the wrestlers would want to get just booked by Riptide. Surely the Riptide wrestlers would want to just get booked by North. And, mm. I, like, British wrestling isn't, like, WWF versus WCW and the invasion angle. British wrestling is small promotions trying to coexist in the same community and industry together. Um, it's not like we're like you know what I mean. No, it's mm-hmm. not like New Japan versus WWF or NXT crossover with New Japan because you can't see a card. Because with all them, it was like new matchups that you'd never seen before. Mm. Whereas you're, not gonna see, you're, like, you're more likely going to see it in our stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. also, even like the idea of WWE versus New Japan, like <clears throat> as great as that is for like dickhead fans like us who were like oh my god fucking do everybody versus everybody rainmaker versus rollins oh my god um to us it's great but the the majority of wwe fans are well overwhelming majority of wwe fans are casual fans yeah. and that's true and yeah. is a casual fan gonna be invested in seeing for example okada versus McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And, and, and unless you tell the story on WWE TV, then yeah, but that's a story that you have to tell from the ground up. And it's same with, I think, a lot, I'm, I would imagine if we polled a lot of people that come to North, uh, and they wouldn't know enough or anything about Riptide, but then at the same time, not to sound like a dick, if you poll people at Riptide, they would either know not enough or nothing at all about North. And that's absolutely yeah. It's 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 like chop, you know, as a DJ. Like if one person comes up and requests last ketchup, you're going <laughs> to ignore it, right? <laughs> but if 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 several hundred people in that nightclub are asking for last ketchup, and you can find a way to do it, you're probably going to do it. I'd probably mm. pack up and fucking leave. Oh, there's that <laughs> as well, and never return to Shields again. Um, <laughs> but there is that. But it's like if there was a big enough appeal for it. But I feel like it's too. And 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 th- and this is somebody talking who would love to see it, who would chomp at the so bit to see it, yeah, yeah, and isn't a, and isn't work shy about like you know making the trip to Brighton to do an angle to build it. Oh my God, no! If we do it, we do it. I'm going down to Brighton and I'm going to beat the shit out of their ring announcer. But like, <laughs> they have a coming for ring you. Announcer. They have a female ring announcer. That's I'm shocking. not beating the shit out of a female <laughs> ring announcer. Be mean. <laughs> 
But I'll go uh-huh. and heal it up and ring it. And, and, you know. Yeah. Unless she starts it. No. But it's, um, no, there'll be, no, we do it like, we, what I'm saying is we would do something. Like you yeah. do something that would, that would beef it up. If there was enough yeah. demand to do it. But I don't know if there would be. With the greatest respect to all parties involved. I think that um, uh, TNT had something ready for this year with CZW. Am I right with that? Yeah. Yes, that was it. They were going to do and that. I think it's going to be an intrigue death, because that was, <laughs> it was something so, to do with them over there having their. I mean, it was. It looked like it was going to be pretty yeah. good, eh? But that's very, very different. So that's really, 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 really mm. different. And I think that I think that's a really good example of, of kind of like of, of a promotion or a promoter or a wrestler understanding what the benefit of doing something is so for us benefit of the riptide of a riptide crossover show well what would be the benefit of that it would be for us to go down to Brighton and get some riptide fans maybe okay yeah. so maybe we would get a clutch of riptide fans who now like maybe come and look at north that's a lot to do to get those guys when really we could probably get them online through some promotion that we do, which is much cheaper and a lot easier, and done from the comfort of our own home, and also concentrating more on our product rather than trying to take Riptide's product and mesh ourselves into that. Yeah. Look at the CZW thing with TNT. TNT have taken a very different model, I think, and everything that they do. They bring in some fucking huge, huge uh, draws to Liverpool, and they, um, I mean, David Starr's their champion at the minute. Um, they've had like fucking Pentagon, they've had. Um, loads of fucking people um and then them doing i think they're doing a gcw um well they were planning on bringing gcw over planning on bringing ccw over right that'll cost i imagine quite a bit of money but the big benefit for that is that people see not only in the uk that tnt are having these big um collaborations with these big american companies or bigger american companies but not only that over in america ccw fans will see oh there's this little company over there called tnt maybe they're the uh, British version of of yeah. what we like over here. Now that there's a massive benefit in there because your scale of what you can actually make completely, or your scope, your audience scope, com- it, like expands exponentially by just doing that. Us in Riptide, we should be getting the Riptide fans anyway. Like we should yeah. be able to get those Riptide. So the benefit is like absolutely nil. And to be honest, I don't. I, I once got told by. Oh, ah, fuck it, I'll say it anyway, right, so when we were at the um, Progress show, when we were doing um, the pre-show, we talked to uh, John Briley about maybe having, like, Spike coming out and doing something with our belt, and he immediately, like, nixed it, and at the time I was a bit like, mm, fucking hell, but he made a good point in that it totally, he, he made a good point, but I'm, I, I think with our levels of where we are and Progress are, I'm, I'm a bit like, mm. he said, putting the North belt on someone like Spike on Progress, who's quite far down the card, who's on the opening show, and then putting the belt into the uh, and bringing that belt in and, and our champion into the uh, pre-show match, completely strobes off the whole company, and it makes mm-hmm. you look a little soft, and it makes you look like you're actually much smaller than Progress. Mm-hmm. And I was the part of me which is like, move fucking hell, but now in hindsight, I'm like, actually, <clears throat> there is something to be said really about that. Wasn't well, it's protecting us, and it's like actually, yeah. if all of a sudden we we are saying we 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 are at a level which is opening card progress level, and that's where our top level is. You are strolling yourself off against a bigger crowd. Now, will we be doing exactly the same if we went into a collaboration with someone like Riptide? Are we saying that 
if you know unless it was reciprocated if it was just like a north showcase on riptide does that make us look like the little promotion up up north that and it, essentially is it strawman us off yeah mm, probably a little bit so there's a lot to consider with these things and i think tom's right it's like it's a bit fantasy booking and it's a bit like be great on tew because you could do it and you yeah. can mess about with it and it'd be fun in reality it doesn't really serve a purpose and it's got to make money as well yeah and you might not be able to make much money with it because you've got to split the profits don't so exactly <laughs> exactly so hopefully that kind of puts that one to bed a little bit and really it's a no I think the only just to kind of expand a little bit in terms of what I think might actually be something that would be useful would be doing like a wrestle fest type thing where you had multiple promotions coming together in one place, either having like a show during the day, like like you know like these conventions that they do in America around about WrestleMania time, something like that where all the promotions work together to create one kind mm-hmm. of big event and get some momentum that way where you try and bring in people maybe but again i'm already starting to see what the issues with that would be it's like super clash in the 80s yeah yeah and even that had problems like every so basically see if you if you're not a grizzled wrestling veteran like us three are so (laughs) it was the it was it was the awa and world class memphis as well wasn't it memphis a few of the places all came together to do like a big WWF beating pay-per-view extravaganza. But here's the thing. None of the bookers got on. And when when they weren't lobbying for their guys to win each match, they were going up to other promoters' guys and saying, come and work for me. It was an absolute shambles. And you run the risk of doing that again. There's some really, really lovely... There's some really lovely promoters in in British wrestling um, that I've talked to and gotten with, but... I don't know if I would be that great to work with, to be honest, because North's my thing. And it's very much like you're then all of a sudden going from a dictatorship to eight dictators trying to mm-hmm. lead a communist state. Trying to take <laughs> over just... a world when there's only one world. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. So so really, I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening and I don't really see it working. Um, and I think that's because we've got a lot of work ourselves to do on our own product mm-hmm. that can make it better that could be better that could grow like we're very much still in our infancy we're very much we've got a long way to go before i would say that we were at a point where i was confident enough or comfortable enough to say we've done it guys we're here you know what i mean so mm. so yes good yeah. question mm-hmm. a good conversational point uh but i think it's one of those things where the reality of the situation just gr- grinds it to a halt i've got a question on twitter um and it was, what do we all think of the latest series of Dark Side of the Ring? Now, have any of you been watching it? I've only uh, seen, and this is terrible. We talked about this, haven't we? I've only seen the Dr. David Schultz episode. Uh, I know you guys are watching the Brawl for All one, um, which I haven't watched yet. But, well, um, the only reason you can watch make time to binge watch them all. Oh, you've got to. The only, t- well, the only way you can watch it is on Daily Motion, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's, it's, well, YouTube's yeah, got the sideways. episodes up, but it's like it, it is jumps a little bit. But if you go on the uh, torrent websites, <laughs> you could maybe find them there. I haven't personally. That is not the advice of North Wrestling Limited. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, let's move away from ROMs. Let's talk about torrents instead. <laughs> Christ, next week, what songs have we downloaded on Napster? Jesus. <laughs> 
But uh, I'm looking forward to the... Uh, Which what, articles did you purge plagiarise for your dissertation? <laughs> <laughs> but I am looking forward to the Owen Harper one this week. Um, they're the, the yeah. so really well done. Um, they're the, the produced in a way where it's, it's got such an 80s vibe with the score. The music, I think, is amazing in it. Uh, and, and the fact that they've picked all different stories, I mean... I don't know if you've all seen season one last year when it first started, but the one that hooked us straight away was yeah. obviously uh, uh, the killing of Bruiser Brody. Mm. Um, and every single week, yeah. they only done like six or eight on the first season. Um, and then the first season of this, season two, the first episode of season two was the Chris Benoit tragedy, which was a, a two-parter. And that was really, really good. Um and I think had... that was the one that caught the attention of like the mainstream. That one, yeah. And I know that I, I sat down and watched that with um, my eighteen-year-old daughter and um, my my wife, like who are not wrestling fans, uh-huh. and they were like, "What the fuck? Yeah, is this?" It was like a true crime. Well, it is a true crime documentary. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but it was like one of the Netflix true crime documentaries. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're so fantastically well done. And then the Brawl really, for really, really All one. Uh, there's um, a Jimmy Snooker one that's been pretty good. Uh, the, 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 uh, you know David what? Schultz. I think that's the one I can't watch yet. Which one? I fucking hate Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Superfly Jimmy Snooker. I fucking hate him. I don't know why. I've always hated him as a, a wrestler and as a as a character. I'm just really. I, I skipped that one to watch the Dino Bravo one, which was really really interesting. Yeah, really, it was really a good, good one as well. The fact that he was connected to the mafia, which was a bit crazy. Like, um, but this week's one was uh, the the story of the Legion of Doom, which was. Which was obviously talking about the tragic death of Hawk and that, and uh, or how they all got together and that. That's a pretty good one as well, listening. I mean, sorry, listening to watch. Um, but this, like I say, this week the Owen one. I'm not sure if it's a season finale or not, but even I so, think it, I seem to think that it is. Yeah, and it's, it's got to be really for a big story like that. It's got to be. But uh, oh, I just can't wait to listen to some 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 of the ribs that he did. Season with. Yeah, you start the season with Benoit and then you end it with the Owen Hart story. Mm-hmm. That's the two biggest mainstream yeah. wrestling death stories, I think, really. So, yeah. Uh, but if you worked for Dark Side like, the not, Ring, what would you? What what stories are left to do that is ha- that haven't been done yet by them that you think were, would need to be a definite episode for them to do? Have you got any that you can think of? Or, top of your heads. Um, Who lifted when, the briefcase? When Ricky... <laughs> <laughs> when Rikishi ran over Stone Cold. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you'd probably... I guess the only kind of thing I could think about was is if you did an expose on... Uh, I guess you could do the steroid. Uh, scan, the trial. The steroid abuse scan. Yeah. yeah, you could do an expose on WWF just, or Vince McMahon just dismantling the whole of the regional... Um, uh, Scene mm-hmm. scenes the way he just picked off people and created a monopoly. Um, tell you what, I've been intrigued by, which is uh, one that hasn't had a lot, of, a lot of attention outside of wrestling, which is the the, the real story behind the fabulous Moolah. Mm. That would be something Dark Side of the Ring would get their teeth into. They've got it. There's the, that was the season yeah. finale of season one. Yep. Well, that shut me the fuck up. <laughs> They've done that already. It's really good. Yeah. It's really, 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 and they went in quite depth really, really, with like what yeah. what the allegations and everything was like. Yeah, I mean, you can watch them legally on all four. Yes, you, know? you can. Um, yeah, and it's season one's brilliant. Like it's Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, the Montreal Screwjob, Bruce Brody, Von Eric family, 
the death Von Eric one's Gino. really good. The Von Eric Von Eric one's tragic, really but it's a really well put oh, together. And... Yeah, um, uh, that was actually their most watched because it tell you it tells you the viewers. That was the most watched one of season one, um, and then Fabulous Moolah's the end of that one. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a fantastic series. Like I really just like the way it's put together. It's put together really well. Like. Um, it's, actually, I tell you one we could that could do, and I would love to see it. Be a, 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 a one about Dynamite Kid. Yeah, yeah, that would that be would amazing. Be really yeah, there's a great story with yeah. Dynamite Kid. Uh, and if they want to come over, I'm just putting it out there now. I'll drive you wherever the fuck you want to go. We'll take you to all the <laughs> shit kebab shops and all that for your food and that. You know, do all that for you. Just get me in the show. I can be like a a fat Davy Boy Smith. Yeah. <laughs> just don't get him on interview because he'll tell you that he fucking run the he was fucking dynamite kid. <laughs> his kid his, is it his children or is it his like grandchildren dynamite kids or they were wrestling in Defiant weren't they was it the Davy Boys I believe uh, well he's that's Davy Boys kids obviously Harry Harry, yeah. Harry Smith isn't it I didn't know Dynamite was yeah, I didn't but, know um, no uh, yeah, Dynamite Kid's son or grandson uh, was wrestling in Defiant as part of the tag team. Yeah, he was uh, there. The, they were the Billingtons, or as uh, Marty Joe's calls ah. them, the Dynamic Duo. Like, uh, <laughs> but it would be nice for the catch up and like and see Dynamite. And obviously, he doesn't do interviews. Obviously, with the with the general wrestling community, you know what I mean. But you know how the dark side always seem to find yeah. like these people out of. Over, over this, in the sticks or whatever, you know, they'll get a hold. Of I mean, them, I'd right? be, I'd be dead impressed if they found Dynamite Kid because he died in 2018. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, I'm useless, me. Like, I mean, if they, I mean, to be dead. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, do you know what? Oh. If anyone could find him, it's the guys behind Dark Side of the Ring. They're very good. Uh, they can dig out Dark Side of, if they can. Dark Side of the Grave. If they can, hey. Damn yeah, Dynamite Kid died in 18. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's when which is probably why he hasn't done many interviews. <laughs> to be fair, I I didn't know they'd done the Mirror episode, so we're uh, we're one for one. <laughs> well, Chop, who was the other person Chop didn't realise was dead as well <laughs> earlier on in his oh, who was all the BGs. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, I think I think that would be really cool. There's a really good book about the Dynamite Kid. I think. Um, I think. Pure Dynamite, the Tom Billington story. It's written by him, and boy, is he angry in it. There's a great bit in the book. There's a couple of great bits in the book where he really just goes off on one on Davy Boy Smith. Didn't like Davy at all. Very angry about Davy. And there's a whole bit in it. It's really eerie. It's a whole bit about... He describes this young man that comes to uh, where he's staying the one night and uh, was very respectful and asks him about getting hold of some steroids. And I introduced this man to steroids for the first time. His name was Chris Benoit. I was like, oh, whoa, that's a weird story. It's the whole, so he tells this kind of, this, this sort of beautiful nostalgic anecdote about introducing Benoit to, to, to alternative... Uh, and what do you reckon? Do you reckon that's a true story? Or is that just growth. like a, a story just to embellish the book? Uh, I, think, I, th- I think every great story is embellished. Yeah. In it, you know, every there's, I think everything is embellished. It's wrestling, isn't it? Of course, it's embellished. I don't doubt for a second that Benoit probably had some some help in the muscle department from Dynamite Kid, Uh, but obviously, it's it's it's, every story is embellished. I think that is a little bit too. Yes, I think so. I think 
Yeah, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about the dynamic duo. That was the name I was just looking at them on Cage Match. I think they wrestled at Defiant as well. And they're his nephews. He did, yeah. Yeah. There was one match there with Aussie. They're very good. They're very good. I called a match of theirs for Fight Forever Wrestling in Birmingham last year, I think it was. Uh, I forgot They were very good. Yeah. Very brief little foray into the wrestling world was... Uh, fight forever, bro. I enjoyed it. I'm sad that no more's convicts. I'd like to work with them again. Yeah, definitely. I think they were like quite green at the time, and I think they were. I think they had got. Um, I think it was. I think they were training with Marty Jones, so I think they got pushed through that way. Um, did some stuff on Defiant, and then I've not heard of them doing anything for quite some time. It's a shame. They're nephews of his, not not sons. So. Yeah, interesting stuff. Right, so another question, um, and it comes from Matthew Gregg. And it's oh! Our, it's on our yeah, Facebook. Chop, chop. <laughs> Give her the impression, Tom, because I love the impression, man. <laughs> Hang on, is it, oh, is, it, oh, is it on your um, Facebook page, Bowers, the question? It's on, it's on the North Wrestling fan group. <laughs> and it's going to be a good one. Oh, it's a on. very Matthew Gregg question to ask. Oh, is it? Oh, excellent. It Hang is. on. Uh, the North so, Wrestling fan group. I'm going to find the question. I'm going to read it in... In uh, Matthew Gregg's style. Right. How you doing, pal? Which <laughs> member of the NCR roster would you take out on a date? <laughs> so, it would be Matthew Gregg, obviously. That goes without sure. saying. No, don't start with me. Let me have a think about it. Okay, Tom. Tom, you're Matthew Gregg. Matthew Gregg. I would go with... If I was to take someone on a date, who would it be from the NCR roster... I reckon uh, it would be TK Cooper because I reckon he's a good old bit of fun on a night out. It's got. You might get there. a kiss at the end of it. Woo! Whoa! What a nice. He'd be good fun actually. On, a, on he's a also day. a very handsome man, I think as well. He's a very handsome missed man. Very yeah. handsome missed man. I think I'd, I'd have to say I think Rory Coyle would be annoyed that I didn't say him, but me and him go on coffee dates all the time. So yeah, exactly. He's, he's like he's like in North Wrestling roster terms, he's like my wife at home, whereas TK be my bit on the side. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> sly. Come on then, chop. I'm glad I want to piss with Martina Melee because you're not good music. It's got to be lads, decent lads. tins, cans, 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 and it's got to be a rocket nightly. So <laughs> easy good night that. That's be very nice. Well but it's not a date if my wife asks, all right? It's just like two people going out on the piss. Right, <laughs> Clear that rail. See, right. I went for the funny angle because I'm committed to my wife. Like, oh, Chop went yeah. for somebody that he fancies. No, anyway. I didn't say that. Next. I said I was going out on the piss. Mine, mine's a bit of column A and a bit of column B, I'll be honest. <laughs> right, so... Who uh, is it, Tom? Who's yours? Matthew Greg. Oh. <laughs> me and Greg. Me and Greg are going on a hot date. What do you think of doing, this is from, from the Ginger Genius, Ginger Genius? That's my mate. The <laughs> Ginger Genius! That's genius. Right, ginger so, Genius. Come on, Tom! <laughs> no, no, the reason you I said Ginger Genius is because... Come on, Tom! <laughs> every oh, time, this. every time I'm a bit late getting in the ring. Come on, Come on. Tom! Get on <laughs> oh, with it, Don't Tom. fall, Chop! Don't fall, Chop! Don't fall over, Chop! <laughs> I'd like to point out that we... We love the absolute bones off of Colin oh, Baker. Yes. Genuinely one of my favourite humans on planet Earth. And uh, we've but, talked about it a few times on the podcast. Love him, love him, love him. If you listen to No, our... but, no, but, I just love him. 
if you watch our shows back and there's any chops or there's any like punches or anything nasty, you'll hear, ow! (laughs) 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 We don't need a crowd. We don't need a crowd. Let's just get, let's just do a show and get Colin in. Done. Colin on one side and the Emerson on the other side and it'll be as well. Oh, there you go. (laughs) No, done. Box You need a a third on the other side. All right. Okay. I'm going to suggest then Dan Griffin from Leeds, from Yorkshire. Dan from, Dan, Dan from Dan from the uh, from the, the Leeds contingent, bringing Dan Definitely. in. I thought you were going to say Dan Fitch, just to sit right on the stage and just. <laughs> I want Dan to sit on the stage and look bored. <laughs> I want Dan Griffin in the Leeds quarter to Definitely. make a lot of noise. That'd be nice. Definitely. So uh, there's a quick a quick anecdote here from uh, Chop. Might remember this. Me and Chop never passed, uh, crossed paths. Well, that we can remember when we went to school. Mm-hmm. I think you were the air below me at school, yeah. at Monk's Eaton High School. But do you remember an awards ceremony when, a, when a, one of my really good friends, <laughs> a little ginger fella called Andrew Gilfillan, won an award for, like, the History Award? He walked up on stage. You had the mayor of North Tyneside. You had our head teacher. You had his history teacher. It was in, it was in the Whitley Bay Playhouse. <laughs> my mum was there. I, I went to Whitley High at this point, so this is when we were at sixth form. But I was there with my family. His family were nearby. There was about 700 people in the Whitley Bay Playhouse, 500, 700 people. Yeah, yeah. He walks up. He's a diminutive lad, very shy lad as well. And he walks up on stage and in front of all these people, this really, you know, serious ceremony, turns around <laughs> fucking crowd and goes, I am the ginger genius. <laughs> Did that really happen? Up, yeah. Then walks up and like the crowd were like, and just takes his award, shakes the hand of the mayor, and then walks. Out. <laughs> it was like everyone no sold it as well. I can't really remember? say that I went to awards, even as I didn't really win much back in the day. Surprise! No, but the school were forced to go. I think all the school. We had yeah, all the clever ones. I didn't want all the dirtbags gone, man. <laughs> Jesus, the only thing I ever won was a hundred percent attendance because I was used to be. I couldn't get a day off sick with my mother. Well, that's good. That's impressive. More than I won. Um, do you want to hear uh, Chop? Do you want to hear the most middle class thing you'll ever hear? <laughs> do you know what I bought off Amazon? A butler from my, back, from my back garden. A badminton set. <laughs> no, it's really good. Oh, get hey. you, Colin Cro- Barker. What, what happened with the croquet set? Did he get bored of that later? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Was the horse getting in badminton? Because somebody's too good for tennis now. It seems. <laughs> no, because the bats are smaller than the tennis right? and it's probably the right size for him. <laughs> anyway, Colin, Colin Barker, the genius. Would you think of doing a question of North on Zoom with Tom, the champions and challenges via interweb hairnet technology malarkey thingy? <laughs> That's from Colin Barker. Well, it's a great idea. Up. Come on, Tom, answer the question. <laughs> uh, oh, Colin, <laughs> I I love the idea. Uh, It'd be nice to do. I mean, ideally, the next time I do Question North, I'd like it to be in the Riverside, to and be honest. That's we've kind been of talking fun. About, we've been talking about doing a... I think we will We will try and do a Question of North podcast between you guys um, and then have, like, uh, the fourth member so that people can play along with it as they're listening to it. Uh, but just at the minute, actually put We also together, talked before this work. pandemic came about, we were all talking about having a, um, like a live show, didn't we, that we were thinking they were doing... Yeah. Where we just basically just had a couple of wrestlers, maybe some like bigger names uh, who would pull in, 
to do the quiz um, on stage somewhere or, or like a pubs or mm. you know what I mean like a, like one of them. That'd be fun. That would be and fun. The world caught fire. And so then the world just shit all over. <laughs> and then we realised that we didn't now. actually have to see each other in real life at all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, there is a thing called Grapple Heads, which is being done by. I think it's Neil Rogers and Andy Emerson, aforementioned mm-hmm. Andy Emerson, which we I think we've been asked to be on, so we're going to try and get on that. Um, they've had some, I think they've had some pretty good success with, I think they've done their first show, it sounded like it went well. So, to be honest, writing a quiz at the minute, I ain't really got the time to do it. I can't really be asked to write a quiz, because I do one every Wednesday with my family, and it's fucking boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Why is it boring? It is, uh, Oh, bang bang fuckers <laughs> <laughs> the family quiz is boring bang bang fuckers <laughs> do you reckon uh, do you reckon my mum's gonna release a podcast and talk about me on that one what's the first line she says it? have you heard any shit wrestling podcasts on twitter bro <laughs> no i think there's only one uh, <laughs> 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 talking like an old vet anyway stop that um so, <laughs> so i think <laughs> don't know what you're talking i'm about. talking to myself do you know what it's not be nice it's not i'm i'm up for doing grapple heads because it'll be yeah. nice yeah. to to actually do a quiz rather than put together a quiz yeah i yes, quite like to that. be I quite like to be the guest at the restaurant rather than the maitre d. So like that's that. my motivation. When I do these, I put all this shit videos and everything together. Like I'd like to someone say, "Hey, chop, there's an invite. Press that and come on the thing," because that would be nice for a change. Instead of having to... Well, I think we've you. I think we've been, and I think you've been also asked on Popping the Boys podcast as well, haven't we? Yes, I have. I. Uh, so I don't know why Tom hasn't been one. asked. No, we all asked. <laughs> I, well, I didn't get asked. I'm not. I'm not bothered. It's fine. <laughs> no, but I didn't get asked. Chop, you just, go on. Let me just say something here. I didn't get oh, asked to go Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> let me tell bang, you something. Bang, mean Gene. Again. Well, it would be a pop the boys podcast if it wasn't for fucking me, would it? Why did he get a fucking invite? <laughs> I quite like promoter, that. that, that the, I'm the promoter, obviously. Everyone thinks that. I quite like that the de facto North fan cast won't invite the North promoter on. I do quite like that. That's like that's like setting up. That's, that's like that's like setting up Baywatch Watch, the podcast, and not inviting David Hasselhoff on. I think what they want to do is they want to get his piss mortal drunk. So I, because usually I'm very reserved when I'm not had a drink, but the one is to come on and just shoot the shit like and shit on everyone and chop. <laughs> Go forth it. and multiply. Popping the boys, we are dispatching it. you. Chop, please. Well, well, right. Change the name of it to Chopping the Boys. Just remember that, right? Oh, like get it. his brand like in it. there. Get his brand yeah, in there. Brand. <laughs> that DJ Chop handle is fucking. Oh, anyway, mate, it's money. Money, money. So I'm just having a look at any other questions that we've got. We've got a couple of other questions. We've had, oh, there's one I've already answered, which is what is one stip- match stipulation that you've always wanted to book, but you can't and have or can't. And I come on, we've talked about it already. You mustn't blue listened, cup, Jamie. blue bar cage. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, but out of all the WWE X talent that has been released to this period, whom would you book for a North show? Hulk Hogan, uh, um, Don Cena, me, Joe Gulak. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a good question: Best build-up to a moment that left you feeling slightly unfulfilled. 
So I had good build-up, but the match was shit. <laughs> oh. Well, I there was, was this, uh, this one <laughs> time one I was on a date. <laughs> I was going to um, say, when I thought I was getting a Mega Drive, and I ended up not getting one for Christmas, that was that left me slightly unprepared. That sucks, um, mate. Uh, um, best build Invasion angle? Yeah. Surely? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be it. Got to uh, be it for me. It's got that's that's up there with like the ultimate sort of blue ball moment, the invasion. Yeah. Um, the return of ECW is quite an obvious one. The big hype around ECW and kind of how yes garbage that was. Like I don't mind them bringing in. I I, I look at that roster they had for ECW and I think wow, you could have just you could have had so much more fun with that. Um, and they kind of they did to an extent near the end. Like the one, the uh, Matthew writes a um, writes a weekly blog where he's been watching every episode of ECW on Sci Fi. Of right? Doom, lad. That's it. The fun blog of Doom. And there are some standout episodes in there. Like mm. the one he's just put up now. I've spotted it on my Twitter before we started recording. Was the one where Christian and Shelton Benjamin have a ladder match. Oof. That was a thing. Hidden gem on ECW. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch that after. We finished that, talking. I'm very intrigued by that. Before or after Vince was made made himself champion. <laughs> that, that was Durag. after. That was after Durag Vince. After Durag Vince. Okay. I think the main the main issue that they had with ECW, I think personally, was it's part one of the reasons why I think NXT's done so well in the guys that it is now, is that they didn't change it was they basically recorded it before all the big shows, didn't they? So it was just in this kind of like half empty arena. And they they used the same setup, just changed the lights on it. And I can understand why you do that for logistical point, like logistical purposes. But it didn't. It just looked like a shit version. It looked like uh, like heat or like mm, yeah. Fucking, I mean, I, I liked heat because that was one of the only wrestling shows I got to watch back in the day. But you know what I mean? It looked like fucking superstars. One of those live, what, what, you know, those crappy velocities and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just looked like that. I think it maybe. I mean. It, they were never going to put the money in it to put in it. In, yeah, in that and the fact arena. they didn't leave the trust in Heyman. Heyman wasn't like given yeah. free reign to do as much creativity as I mean. The, the first episode, I think, when they brought that fucking zombie to the ring, I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this?" Like, and then the trouble in after that is they went back to um, what was that arena they did the one night stand in again? It was the Hammerstein Ballroom. Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah. Well, they did an episode actually oh. there, and Batista and Big Show had a match, and you're thinking the fuck are they ECW I know Big Show was drafted there but it was just such a shit match crowd was shit all over it oh. do you remember uh, the chants shop uh-huh. do you remember some of the chants yeah it was uh, go fuck yourself uh, die 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 <laughs> you both suck you've got herpes change the channel uh, change the channel was my favourite where they always yeah, started chanting right. change the channel <laughs> You both oh, suck. Fuck, I remember that episode. I do remember this that. Match was the Undertaker on it? Was the Undertaker on it? No. What was that? that? What am I thinking of? That show. CM Punk's the... debut against. Um, was it? Wasn't that Stevie got... Richards? It was against. Uh... Rene Dupree. No, the one who. Shannon Moore. Has... No, it wasn't Shannon Moore. It was uh, just incredible. It was fuck just incredible. What was um? What was that show I'm thinking of where they did the Undertaker and it was uh, they had the oh is the fucking. It was the Raw anniversary show, the 1000th Raw, yeah, where they yeah, had him yeah, come yeah, come yeah, out yeah. to the uh, in the in the old arena. That's and it. I, I could pro- that was yeah. a bit of a disappointment, actually. I was really that was that. yeah. That was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, it wasn't show. ran well. That 
yeah. I tell you what I did like about the ECW one because I think I think either the invasion angle or the ECW one. I think you're right. I think bringing back ECW was a real disappointment. But I did quite like the ECW one night stands. Yeah, I, the I, first I, one was incredible. The second one, the second one was shit. The set was the second one. What happened? Well, one defining. Mo- it's still fun to watch, though. It's. it's I still mean, like they episode. were. The first one was 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 superior. The second one wasn't shit. In, in yeah. like, I mean, you had like the Ray, Ray and Sabu had a great match with an awful finish. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that kind of set the tone for where they're going with ECW at this point. Van Dam and Cena was oh, just that, a that was moment. My God, that, that had good build up. Brilliant. A really yeah. good build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The closest yeah. we'll ever come to seeing John Cena as a heel was that match at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Cena wins a wee ride. Oh, that was phenomenally done. That they just kept like, like he just. And you know what? He just he's so good. I think everybody. It's cool to hate John Cena, but he's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he just he embraced yeah. that, and you could tell he embraced it. He didn't try and be any. He like the fact that like less is always more. Like he didn't come out giving it the whole baba do 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 do. He just walked out, stood there, and stared out to the crowd. Didn't react. Was emotionless to it. And Trying to chuck his t-shirt Christ, off to the, the crowd. Heat in that room. That was it. And they kept chucking it back. It back at him. Oh, was he was brilliant. So good. Think, so good. Think about why he was hated. He was hated because he never changed him, and he was always face, and he didn't change anything about his character. Once he got over, once he was superhero John Cena, you never saw a heel turn. You never saw anything different. He was always going over. You know what I mean? It was always blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. To then not do that when he goes in in, in, in one night stand, it's like fuck that guy gets it so fucking mm. much. Throw the even though he's throwing the t shirt, you can see in his face where he just got the palm, he got the crowd in the palm of his hand. Yeah, yeah, like, it's so fucking good that like. But yeah, those one night stands were really good. I, I think the first one was better than the second uh, one. Ju- yeah, the first one was better, but that was because it was like never been foreseen for ages. Like, yeah, like yeah, the atmosphere yeah. in that crowd. Yeah, yeah, with Sandman. I think you can go on YouTube and see... Um, well, actually, um, remember last week, I was the last thing. episode, I had said, like, what's your favourite entrances? I never got to tell mm. you mine. That was my, actually, favourite entrance, of Sandman coming out. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. that music, with the crowd going crazy. And there's with a the bit, music, though, yeah. There's yeah. a bit at the end of, of, of the entrance where he stands on the ring and, like, the camera keeps switching to, like, to, uh, Tommy Dreamer and it goes back to Sandman just as the music, like, goes... And he stops like that, and it's just like, yeah, fucking come on! It's just, you know, it's got that moment of right, let's fucking fight. The, it, it was a fucking wicked entrance. And he like, smashes the cat. And he starts bleeding. Oh, it's mental. He starts man. bleeding as well, doesn't he? When he smashes, and the crowd's like yeah, getting his getting yeah. his cane in the crowd, and they're smashing it off his head, and that. Oh, it's just mental. Man. But then he gets in the ring and wrestles, and it's like, oh god, yeah, the bell hat <laughs> <Yeah>. ring. <laughs> There's a really good video going around of uh, Sandman at a independent wrestling See event it. from like last year, where they get the music wrong, and for some reason, the, I, I, I don't know if it's is it dubbed over. Someone just made it. Did you read the comments about it though? Because the music is uh, BBC's World of Golf. Yeah. Well, did you hear what the story behind that was as well? Do you know why he was so? Um, he looked so down. It's because it was the night he found out someone had died. I th- I want to say it was Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. I could be wrong with that, but oh, when I read the comments, they were saying like, "Oh, he's, he's, he's he looks looks really sad because obviously it was the night that he found out that um, Eddie died. If it was Eddie, you know, 
It'd be a bit like you and this podcast. People would be looking back at this and going, this was the night that Tom, uh, that uh, Chop realised that, uh, that my kid was dead. <laughs> he looked really down. <laughs> Tickle. Um, anyway, that was a nice... Uh, only other thing I was going to say about a best build-up to a moment that he left feeling slightly unfulfilled is when I watched TNA and it was Jeff Hardy versus Sting. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That was a, that was a moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, why they let that guy go out? I have no fucking idea. It's absolutely. There's two great episodes of 83 Weeks available now if mm-hmm. you want something to listen to. Yeah, uh, which is Eric Bischoff's podcast, and he talks about uh, the first episode of Impact on a Monday night, Ooh. and they have a deep dive into TNA Sacrifice 2010, I think it is. And it's all yes. Bischoff talking about some of the stuff that went on behind the scenes at TNA. And, oh, man, it's like four hours worth of listening that genuinely has made my lockdown. It's so good well, to I hear to hear that. some of the stuff that went on there. And, and like, I don't want to give it away because I want you to listen to it for yourself. But he talks uh, about all sorts of things amongst all that stuff. It's great. It's a great listen. I'm such a fan of uh, TNA around that point for or even for it being so shit like when it was shit as well because I used to I used to download the hour episodes when it was just an hour and Samoa Joe was I've talked about this before Samoa Joe was the TNA exhibition champion completely fucking undefeated I even watched it all the way through to when Hogan and Bischoff turned up and it became an absolute shit show uh, but it was still so fucking watchable because it was just is that watching WCW all over again on steroids? Because it was even worse. <laughs> so that, that, that will definitely, definitely go in my listen pile. Right, well, thank you for the questions. That last question, by the way, was a really good question, actually. Best build-up to a moment that left feeling slightly yeah, little. It was from J. Bear Burgess, Burgess on our fan group. We got loads of questions, actually, so it was really good. We didn't get through all of them. Um, save them for the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. So thank you very much for those questions. Um, so it comes to the point where we're, we're going to close things down now. Um, but we have Gessler the Wrestler. <gasps> do, do, do. And what scores at the minute? Wrestler. Is it still 2-0 to me? The scores is 2-0. That's 2-0, two two Tom. 0. Right. So I haven't prepared this very well. So I've just got a Wikipedia page up. Pro. <laughs> Of the person that we're talking, we're going to do uh, talking about, uh, that we're talking about. I'm going to do eight questions. Uh, you'll get a guess on each round. You got to say your name to guess, and obviously, the first one to guess wins. You really going to need to get into this one, Tom. You really All right. need to get into this one. So, first question. Question one. I was born on November the twenty seventh, nineteen seventy three. In Gastonia, North Carolina. Chop. Bobby Lashley? No. Um, (laughs) It's just going to take a while. Um, I, in 1997, I was recruited to the WCW Power Plant Facility. Okay. I'm going to take a note on here. Right, let's have a look at what our. Sorry, my internet's gone slow. My last. Oh, God. God almighty! 
Right. My last God Almighty. <laughs> is it? Is it Jesus? Right. Okay, I can hear you now. Right. My last match listed on Cage Match. <laughs> okay. Come on, Cage Match. Was on the 10th of July 2010. <laughs> oh, God. Where I defeated Joe Attell, Lips, Man Lips, Spaz, and The Orphan. <laughs> you kind of see that, man. What? Is it, is it Oliver? <laughs> oh my god. Jesus! Okay, is this. Alright, is this a me- mega obscure one? Mm-hmm. On the kind obscurometer, of. where are we sitting? One being like. Absolute Billy Nobody, Ted being Hulk Hogan. I'd say like a three or a four. Okay, cool. Right, <laughs> alright. Because the last one's chop got way too early. And remember, I might get a point here. Okay, in... How? Oh, if we we don't don't get it. We don't get it, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you can't because you're looking at their Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) I know, yeah. (laughs) 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 Bowers! Okay, um, I am listed as... No, hang on. This is so chunky. It is very chunky. It is very, very chunky. Um, Big fan. Okay. Okay. Here's a good one. WCW and WWF licensed their voice and body scan images to support the EA and THQ Pro Wrestling video game series. It first appeared in WCW, NWO Thunder, and then WCW Mayhem. Right, Chop okay. AJ Styles. Nope. Damn. You gotta guess this round, Tom. I'm not guessing yet. Okay. 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 So we're on a, this is question and question number five. Okay. Um, their contract was among the 24 that was purchased by the WWF. When WCW folded in 2001, and he was sent to the farm territory HWA Hotland Wrestling Association. Okay. Right, we're gonna so we're gonna start a kind of. I know what my final question is, which might give it away. Oh, how do I how do I do this without giving it away too fucking much? All right, fuck it, we'll just do it. Right, he has we'll blue eyes. <laughs> um. Okay. Right. Okay. No, I've got this. This is going to be my last, my last one. But I'm going to give you a bit. It's going to be a bit more of a. Right. Um. They lost the belt. Who's they? To the person you're thinking of. I'm trying to put this in. Okay. Um, uh, uh, no, okay. Medusa beat this person. Tom. The... Yeah. Evan Courageous. It is Evan Courageous! Yes! Come on! Tom's back in the game. Right. When you said, when you said, 
they were Medusa. match for EA. I had a, I seem to remember it was one of the three count lads, but I yeah. couldn't remember which. Him or I remember Moore. it being a thing. So I thought I'm going to hold me colour. Yeah. I knew been picked up when you well, said lost to Medusa. Courageous. Done. Done. I'd have never got that. Really not. Ah! I, don't know I was going to. Medusa pinned him to become the first ever female to win the WCW. She did like a sexy Cruise pin on him to win the belt. It was ridiculous. Yeah, she did a low blow and then did a sexy pin. I remember yeah. that. Uh, the next bit was going to be uh, they, uh, they were part of a stable who claimed to have a musical hit. Do you remember what the name of the song was? That they used to come uh, out and sing. Do you remember the name of the stable that they were in, Chop? Can't Get You Out of My Heart. I remember Three Count. Well done. Yes, 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 yes. Um, he also appeared in several smaller independent films such as Metal Gear, Crazy Eyes, and Shotgun Kiss. I don't know what I was going to do. I didn't know that. There's not a lot to know <laughs> about. You could have done. You could have done. You could have done. He was one half of the penultimate WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Champions. Wow, he was with Shannon Moore. No, no, Evan Courageous and Kid Romeo. Oh wow, okay. Am I right? No, I'm talking out my ass. He never was. I'm talking absolute bollocks. I'm thinking of Eli Skipper, which is very wrong. Kid Romeo and Eli oh, Skipper yeah, were the penultimate yeah, so- tag team champs. They made an appearance at the final WCW show in March. Him and uh, Shannon Moore uh, wrestling for a shot at the Cruiserweight Tag Team Champions. Kid Romeo yeah. and Alex Skipper, where they were bested once again by Mysterio and Kidman and watches the Filthy Animals. I forgot about the Filthy Animals. They were a mm. fucking cracking tag team mm-hmm. then. Uh, went on to defeat Romeo and Skipper for the belt. It was 2-1. We needed that. We needed Come that on. to keep us investing. Right, so that's going to be it. I think my, my lunch is ready now, so I'm going to have to dash off. <laughs> I've got a Sunday dinner I can smell downstairs, so I'm going to have my Sunday dinner. I was going to say, I'm going to have to go and explain now uh, why I'm a little bit late for lunch. Do you know Evan Courageous? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know Evan Courageous? If they get it right straight away, then they win. What a sad last match to leave on, by the way, though. Evan Courageous. Pretty miserable, isn't it? Well done, everybody. Thanks thanks for coming by, everybody, and listening. It's been lovely. Hey, anybody. Mm. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You're still there, mate. Oh. Right. So we're going to end it. Hey, uh, hopefully you can hear me talking here. Yes, I can just right. hear you. Mate. We'll end it with that. I'm going to have to go because my internet's fucking up and I can't hear anybody else. Uh, I'm going to go and have my Sunday lunch. I hope everything's going well for you guys. Um, we'll hopefully be on Grappleheads this week sometime, so you'll see our pretty faces sometime soon. But hope you all keep them well. Right, love you, bye guys. See you later, guys. Love you, bye. 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 Lovely.